Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. And very excited to have a conversation today with um, someone whose apostolate I've admired from afar. Joining us today is Mario Costabile. And Mario is the executive director of Array of Hope. A devout Catholic and a family man, Mario has been a successful producer for music, film, and television for over 35 years, having worked with organizations like MTV. VH1, the Discovery Channel, all kinds of great places. He's committed to utilizing his talents to do God's will in the development of Array of Hope and its vision to unite families and help them grow closer to God. And today he joins us to discuss not just Array of Hope, but a special project called Rise Up. Welcome to the show, Mario Costabile. Hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. And um, I want to tell our listeners that we've just come off a wonderful opportunity for me to chat with you. And so the tables are turned now, and I'm happy to be in the interviewer (laughs) seat and asking the questions. And um, I know that I met you very briefly, and and I actually had a wonderful conversation with your daughter at um, not this year's, but last year's Catholic Marketing Network. And um, so much has changed in our in our ministries since then, but tell everybody a little bit more about Array of Hope from a broad perspective, what it is that you do in the ministry. Sure, sure. Well, as you mentioned before, my background is film and television and events. And um, as uh, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in my early 60s. And as I was going through my own sort of spiritual journey, as, as sometimes men do in their later years, I was looking for purpose. I was looking for more of a uh, life fulfillment. And through that, I was able to find uh, really something that resonated with me spiritually, and, and, and that was really sort of reconnecting with my own sort of Catholic journey. And in doing that, um, through m- many years of discernment and really listening, um, the Lord 
kind of placed in my heart to share my gifts and talents uh, in a way that um, is unique to uh, to me, and, and that was to share them for the Catholic Church. And uh, in doing that, over a period of time, we came, we put together this thing called Array of Hope, and Array of Hope essentially uh, initially was a multimedia extravaganza. So if you can envision in your mind's eye, we had film, we had video, we had music, we had smoke machines, sort of like a, a Steubenville on steroids, you know, at your local parish. And I, I was inspired to do that because I had witnessed a couple of evangelical services and, and was moved by the fact that their uh, way that they evangelized, I felt was very engaging. And I had this yearning in my heart through my own journey is that you know, the Lord said, well, maybe you could kind of do this for the Catholic Church in a way that really inspires Catholics uh, to draw them toward the Church. And that's how Array of Hope started. And as we started to grow, we were, our, we, you know, we're from the Northeast. We started to do events all around the Northeast and Northern states, Northeastern states. And then we started to go to other parts of the country, and the ministry grew. And then we started doing retreats and confirmation retreats and youth retreats, because initially— our event was strictly family-based. Mm-hmm. And as we grew, you know, people started seeing our events. They liked some of the content that we were sharing regarding films. And then we started creating content for Catholic television, like EWTN and Catholic TV and, and formed. And, and, and our ministry just expanded in a beautiful way that the Lord was really anointing what we were doing and, and found that um, we found that, you know, we had a, a place to really spread the word and serve the church. So it brings us to where we are right now. Um, Things sort of came to this very um, dramatic change back in March. You probably, like me, I had a calendar full of many places that I would be in the the months that have just passed by. Um, How did the pandemic, I mean, it's obvious, but I guess I'll have you say it. How did it change what it is that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this upcoming year, we celebrated our 10th year. I could, can't believe how long Array of Hope has been in existence. And when I, when March hit, um, well, when February hit, we had some winter events. And then our last event was March 9th. And then the pandemic went in full swing where you really couldn't go out any longer. And all our events, for the most part, started, you know, canceling. And uh, we realized that the remainder of our winter was gone, our spring, our summer, and now our fall. So we lost dozens and dozens of events. And I'm looking, I'm really kind of questioning God. I say, well, God, now what do I do? You know, Array of Hope is an event organization that evangelizes through events. There's no events. So I had to do some deep discernment and see where God was moving us. And, and fortunately, we had developed a very strong media, social media presence, and our social media platform was doing good. And it dawned on me that, you know, we have to develop something virtually, something that is um, engaging uh, online. And as I started to investigate and look into all this, I realized that, you know, some of the Catholic organizations were doing that. There were uh, Catholic conferences that were springing up. And I investigated some of those conferences and, and looked at them. Actually, we participated in one, the Chastity Project. And they were good and they were great. But one of the things that I felt was uh, different or lacking in what Array of Hope did it was the interactability. Our events have always been engaging, bringing the audience on stage and, and doing trivia games and really making them part of the event. And I said, well, 
in order for this to work for a ray of hope, it has to be a platform where we can really engage as we do in a live event. And, and it took a good solid three months to develop the software, to develop the approach, to develop really the program that will speak and, and able, uh, be able to deliver the message and serve and catechize and, and inspire. Uh, and I, yeah, I think we did it. I think we found something that is really exciting and, and it's starting to make a lot of headway into the church. A lot of people are discovering it because the church really, as you know, uh, we're all struggling. I mean, uh, confirmation um, programs, catechetical leaders, DREs are all in a state of flux. Like, what do we do? How do we offer formation and continue these programs with the inability to meet and, and be in person? So um, we basically, I think, have met a need and uh, in the church. That that need is stronger than ever, and um, it's interesting. Yeah. I was on a I was on um, I spoke on a conference last week for the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and it was a, a conference that happens every year. But this year they offered it virtually and free. And um, the anxiety level of the teachers and the faith formation people and ministry folks was was palpable. Um, you know, their yeah. concern that they really not just you know phone this in, but that they now more than ever, we really need the consolation of a stronger relationship with God. So this is mm-hmm. Rise Up. And what does it actually like? What would someone who um, wanted to host this event, what does it look like? Yeah, so um, essentially, it's like any other event. So the, uh, the, uh, the parish or the diocese would just basically get in touch with us and on our website at array of hope a r r a y of hope.net all the materials to engage with us and bring us to your parish is there and the way it looks like is that you know we have a very distinctive url that they can use that the participants can register to and 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 once they register then event uh, the event is specific to a specific date at a specific time. And it's like really like a retreat that they would go to at their church, but now it's online. But the the exciting thing that's different is that often when we've done these retreats, and I'm talking specifically to confirmation retreats and youth retreats, often we get the kids really super excited and then they, they go home and there's a disconnect between their parents and them where, you know, we, we say to them, hey guys, wonderful. It's great that you guys had a, a great time and, and we're really happy about this. And now you got to go to church, right? And, and they'll often say, well, you know, we don't go to church as a family, which has always been disheartening for us. So this opportunity now with the virtual programs that they can invite their parents, their parents don't have to go anywhere. All they have to do is sit in front of a, a TV or a monitor or a phone and experience it with them. And I think that's worth a million bucks because to be able to share the faith uh, with their children is is something that I think is powerful and is certainly needed within the church. You know, you put your finger on something with this, um, you know, maybe somebody who's listening to a Catholic podcast would find it hard to understand that there could be anyone out there who, um, you know, wouldn't prioritize, you know, family mass on Sunday, but I find the same thing. I speak a lot in elementary schools and, you know, that it's heartbreaking when a second grader will say to you, well, my mommy and daddy don't take me to church on Sunday and oh, breaks my heart, but it's a reality. And um, so, you know, one thing that sets this aside is the interactive nature of it, because you're not just broadcasting at people, you're involving them. What does that, how does that play out? 
Yeah. Yes. As I was mentioning before, you know, the, the a lot of the retreats or a lot of the, uh, you know, events are essentially going into a portal where they kind of see a, a pre-recorded message. So there's no interaction. It's not really live per se. We have a component where um, they go into a portal and our team is live in our studio or at their home and they engage with the with that with the participants it's similar to a zoom but it's really like a zoom on steroids so we can do uh uh q a we can do polling and just get a a, a sense of what the, the attendees are thinking um we can do there's a chat line that is rolling but the thing that differentiates us is that we have a virtual stage so when our performers as you know we're very music-based are performing and do a song or our presenters our team is sharing the faith through a talk or through a witness, we give a, a Q&A or an opportunity where someone can actually come on stage and ask the question. Or even more exciting, we have trivia games that we share at our events, and, and we're able to do that in the virtual world. So we'll have like trivia games, and, and one of them is how well you know the Bible, a song in scripture, or who's that saint. These are all games that we've developed that we bring volunteers up and then they engage with the presenters. And then the attendees will kind of see and demonstrate that. And it literally is like a virtual stage. They come up and they're looking around and they're there with our presenters. So, and it's, it's really kind of cool. So we developed this, um, you know, this, this software, this technology that really enables us to do this in an exciting way. Can I ask you, um, is there any kind of um, oversight? And one one thing, when we put teens in front of screens and also enable them yeah, the, the ability sure. to interact with one another, it's often yeah. so wonderful. But there can also be like things that we have to watch out for. So, do you is part sure. of your team, or do you train the um, parish personnel to kind of monitor um, just to make sure that everybody is safe? Yeah, I mean, just like a live event, we have chaperones that come in. We have sort of like the virtual chaperones that we monitor what they say. Um, we have our, our our team members that monitor what is what is said in the chat lines. Even when they come up to the virtual stage, we call it there's a virtual green room that someone before they come on stage live will meet with them and say, hey, look, you're going to come live. You're going to be in front of your peers. You're going to be in front of your parents. Be careful what you say. We kind of read in the riot act and then (laughs) make them understand that, look, you got, you got to be good, you know, and they get it, you know, and then they go into a waiting room and then they go on stage live. So there's really a three-step process. And the other point I want to make, which is really important uh, for, for catechetical leaders and dioceses is that this is, is a completely unique, secure portal. It's a URL that we deliver that is not shared by anybody else. So, you know, a couple of months ago when, when um, there was problems with, with Zoom that, you know, people were kind of infiltrating these, these, these meetings and pornography was put in there or inappropriate messages where this is completely secure and unique and we're not streaming live onto Facebook or YouTube. This is unique to the parish, to the events, and to uh, what the parish is asking for. That's so great. And do you, yeah. do you, uh, I, I would imagine when a parish or a school books this, that you do some intake with them to make sure that the, the experience is just right for them. What does that um, involve? Like, how would somebody, if they wanted to go ahead and book this, um, what would the process yeah. look like to do that? 
Yeah, so the way we're doing it now is that essentially there's a discussion, not really like any different that we would have when we're doing a live event. So we find what the concerns are of the community or what things that they want to emphasize that they're already sharing in their CCD programs. And we want to touch upon those bases. Sometimes there's issues of, of uh, just um, children are suffering with identity or some kids are doing cutting or there's issues of bullying. We, we touch upon all these things when we're delivering our message. So there's a sense of se- sensitivity and really hitting the mark. And we'll discuss that in, in advance of the event. And then we share with them what the process is going to look like. We invite them to, if it's a confirmation retreat, now it's quite possible that let's get a pre-recorded message from the bishop. Why don't we get them to be part of this? Like, it's very simple. And, and I think bishops and, and clergy are more apt to want to participate in this because it's easy for them. And I think they sense the difficulty it is now to offer these programs. And I think they're w- very willing to participate. So we do that, you know, or if the uh, parish priest wants to engage on the live component or pre-recorded. So we discuss all these things up front with the parish so they understand what's involved. And then we ask them, you know, this is how you can participate. And if you want to speak to your, you know, to the kids or to your community beforehand, you know, we can do that too. We can even set up a pre-recorded message and put it out there as a reminder. Hey, don't forget, guys, your event is coming up in a few days. We want you to be part of this. Make sure you register. So there's a lot of things now that we can actually do electronically that maybe we weren't able to do for our live events. I'm not saying that this is better. It isn't. It doesn't it never it can't replace the in-person way that we can evangelize. But I think we're trying to maximize everything that we can uh, from the software and uh, really bring as much um, hope and as much inspiration and as much service as we can to the community. Have you um, have you test driven it with any parishes or have you had any of the events so far? Well, we've test driven it, it quite a bit within our development stages. Uh-huh. We're still developing it. Uh, we're launching in September. Our first event is on September, I think it's 13th. And we have quite a few events that have booked us already. Um, what's really exciting, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know when you're going to air this. But what's really <laughs> exciting is that uh, it's um, come the fall, we're going to have lots of events booked. Uh, and uh, what's exciting is that we're not limited to our region. Right. So we have events booked in California. We have a book, events booked, a bunch of events booked in Boston, a bunch of events booked in Florida. I mean, we would, you know, one day we're in Boston, the next day we're in Florida. I think it's really exciting to be able to do that because we never would have been able to do that if we were traveling. It would have been much more difficult. There would have been much more um, logistics involved. But, it, you know, it's it's really, you know, it's really coming together. I think the word is getting out there uh, and a lot of people are expressing interest because, um you know, we need to continue as a church. I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, things happen for a reason. I'm not saying that the pandemic, uh, there's a reason behind it. But I think, you know, in God's wisdom, maybe he's challenging us to to strengthen the church in some ways and to figure out ways to do our jobs better, you know, as Catholics and, and, and to really unite forces and abilities and techniques and talents so we can really serve him better. It's really struck me, and you and I just had a big conversation about domestic church, but it, it's really struck me that um, church is, you know, literally now home, that we're often yeah. going to Mass in our homes. And um, and many of us, um, 
you know, are seeing that prism of domestic church in a whole new way. So it's really great that Array of Hope is providing this opportunity for, you know, home churches and parish churches to be community. We we need these ways that we, you know, we are social beings and we, we need these ways to gather. I don't, I just don't mm-hmm. think that we can continue to just, you know, go to, go to church on YouTube in our own homes and not see one another. So that's the great thing about mm-hmm. something like this is that it reminds us that we're that we're one family in God. So what yes. where can folks come? Um we have arrayofhope.net and we'll certainly have all the links in our show notes um at the website, but where's the best place for people to come in to uh get more information and bring this into their parish families? Yeah, I think that's the best place is to go to our website and uh there's a drop-down menu where it says events, and uh, the first one is our virtual events. Um, it's called Rise Up, you know, uh, the virtual retreat, uh, and it's entitled uh, specifically that it's time to rise up. You know, in Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says, For the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. The idea is that, you know, we need to, in, in these difficult times, we need to rise up as a church. We need to be motivated to go beyond the difficulties and make this happen. And why would we lie down? Why would God want us to do that? So um, that's how they can get a hold of us. Just go to our website. Awesome. Any kind of closing thoughts that you'd like to share, Mario, before we let you get back to ministry work? Yeah, I I, I, I guess the closing thought I would like to share is that, you know, um, I think uh, specifically now in our culture, I think people are um, confused. I think people are struggling. I think people are searching, and um, we must int- we mustn't um, uh, we mustn't forget that God is real, and and the virtue of patience, which really equates to trust, is ever the more important. We have to trust that God is going to fulfill on His promises, and in the end, we are victorious. Right. So we have to we have to trust in that. We have to look beyond what we're dealing with today. We have to look forward as a church, and I mean the entire body of the church, the you know the clergy, the bishops, the cardinals, uh, us as a church, as a body of church. We all have to unify together so we can really get through this, and we have to unify in a way that's positive. We can't be defeated about this. As difficult as it is, there's got to be um, a way that uh, people understand that um, the the power of prayer is something that will get us through. And I think people have forgotten that, you know, prayer is what we need to do, right? We need to unite as a church and pray for one another and pray for the church. Uh, and I think that's really important. And I think that's uh, something that uh, I think we should always be reminded about. Amen to that. We need to be blanketed in an, an array of hope. <laughs> Yeah. An array of hope. Uh, Mario, thank you so much for your time today and for thank the you. great work that you're doing. And just be assured of my prayers. And um, I just love it. And I hope I get to attend one of these very soon. I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you for having us, Lisa. Thank you so much. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. Certainly, if you enjoyed this week's podcast, hope you hit that share button and also leave us a rating or review. That really helps to get the word out. You can find all of the links that we discussed today on the podcast at my website, lisahendy.com, or just click on your phone. It's usually right there if you if you just take a look at the show notes. And um, definitely always interested in your feedback and grateful for your support. So until the next time that we're together, God bless. Have an awesome week. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.